Hi, my name is Anja Karwowska and I'm the host of this amazing podcast, Get Unstuck with Your English. If you are a neurodivergent person, struggling with learning the language, tend to procrastinate too much, or maybe you have so many goals you get lost right over bed, if you answered yes to any of these questions, you have come to the right place, my friend. I'll teach you how to apply cognitive science and evidence-based methods to your learning. I will walk you through the learning plateau. If you're scared to talk, the vocabulary evaporates your mind. You have been studying for ages, following shiny objects, binge-watching Netflix, hoping that the knowledge will cross your head first Moses. If so, I'm here to help you. I'll show you how to study and tackle the language, and most importantly, how to make it stick. I'm inviting you on the journey with me. Let's add a science sprinkle to your learning. Hi, it's me, Anja Karwowska. I'm talking to you from Canadian American border. And today I've decided again to crowdsource the question. I love talking to teachers and students and parents, and I've decided that'd be the best way to go. So let's start. Today, dyslexia Q&A. And the first question is actually from one of my fellow teachers. So, hello. <laughs> um, and the teacher says that some of her students are quote unquote not responsive to the language. Let's put it that way. So there's not such thing as the student not responsive to the language. One of the biggest myths and misconceptions in education is that dyslexic students cannot learn languages, foreign languages, which is not true. Teaching a language is like laying foundations to your house. You can't start building the house with a roof, right? You need the foundations. The same with language. So I'd say teach the basics. Um, I don't know if you are familiar with a wonderful, wonderful person, teacher, an author of many books. I'm a huge fan of Anita Archer. Once she said, teach the stuff and cut the fluff. And I cannot state it enough or underline it enough, be explicit enough <laughs> using the teacher voice how important it is. Teach the stuff, cut the fluff. Stop thinking about beautiful workbooks or how many post notes you've created. Just teach the basics, go back to the basics. I know that many people, including parents, are very adamant. They'd say, no, we don't have the time, but you have to, sometimes you have to go back to the basics. I use my, probably one of the favorite examples I've had back in the day. You can't play jazz if you do not know classical music. The other teacher asked me that a student is very dyslexic, so profoundly dyslexic. Uh, she has problems with uh, some discrimination, right? She knows grammar more or less, but she cannot remember words, right? She just said, oh, we've been working, like, let's say, for 20 minutes, 30 minutes, three lessons. She comes back next time and she doesn't remember anything. And then she says, oh, it's impossible to teach her anything. So th that's not true. I understand it's very frustrating, but that's not true. Students who have problems with vocabulary, they haven't mastered orthographical mapping. So I know we have been banging about sight words, especially um, in the literacy classes. However, sight words are not words that were learned by heart. Sight words are words that have been mapped in your brain. So when you practice decoding and coding, then it gets mapped in your brain. Once you can retrieve it, so call the information, then it is a sight word. So it's not true that the sight word is like, you know, you learn them by road. Another question, dictation. So um, dictation is very popular, especially at state school. So another teacher asked, look, um, I have run in dictation for my students and I have like generally all in all class is quite good, but I have two students. One is dysgraphic, the other is dyslexic. How should I grade them? So first of all, 
probably dictation, running dictation may not be the best idea if you want to grade it. You can apply or use running dictation or in your classroom if you want to check your student's progress. With the dyslexic student, extra time is beneficial, but other than that, I will just focus on practicing certain sounds, clusters or blends rather than just running dictation in a nutshell, unless you have been working with the student for quite a while. For this graphic student, I would let the student type, even though I'm a huge fan of writing with your hand, like writing, like cursive and simplified print. However, in that case, if you want to grade it, just let him or her type. But I cannot state it enough. Running dictation is a good exercise as long as you don't grade it. I don't see the point in grading it. Vocabulary. You cannot exist in a classroom without vocabulary. It's like pretty obvious. However, lots of teachers ask, how can you teach your students vocabulary? Like they, they do not remember, they don't know what the word is, right? We have been working on the word for like many lessons and yet they come on lesson five, six, tenth, and they don't remember. I know that lots of teachers like Quizlet Word War, that's fantastic. Post-it notes, not so great, but we can use it, but it will not yield um, great results. With vocabulary, what you can do if you have time, or if you like, don't mind, use multi-sensory method. Other than that, I would go into the structured weight inquiry. So I would just go into the meaning of the word and try to explain it to the student. And why am I such a fan of structured word inquiry? I know there is a misconception that dyslexic students cannot learn to spell, which is not true because they can, but it requires work. So unfortunately, it's a little bit of a nitty gritty before it becomes the bread and butter. So you have to go and go into the very, very minute, sometimes tiresome for the teacher because not for the student's task. And Teaching spelling can be really fun. You can do quest words in younger grades where it works wonders, right? You can show the students the logic because there is a huge misconception that English is not a logical language and students say, oh, it's not logical. It doesn't make sense, you know, why I should learn it. So that's not true. So teaching structured word inquiry, it not only teaches them spelling, it gives them the idea where the word comes from. Yesterday, I asked my fellow teachers and followers and connections on LinkedIn about the word Determiner, what the determiner and terminus, the Latin god, actually I didn't say it's a god of boundaries, but he is, what do they have in common, right? So they are boundaries. Determiner says boundaries and terminus was the god of boundaries. Once you go a little bit deeper into the language, you will see that it makes sense and the logic is so empowering. I'd say that we do not appreciate our students enough most of the time. We do not see them as logical creatures want to understand. Let's say if you are not a born athlete, you will struggle with sport. And that's normal, right? But it's not, um, you won't be pointed at saying, oh, she's bad at baseball, football, I don't know, oh, he's better at, I don't know, running or playing tennis, right? Because everything is a learning curve. And the same with dyslexia, it's a learning curve. So another question I've been asked uh, was sentence transformation. I know the students struggle with grammar. So one tip I'd say, teach them multi-sensory grammar, teach them the function of noun, particle, predicate. Other than that, there is a very nice exercise that I'm a huge fan of. It's called syntax grammar, syntax surgery. So it's a grammar exercise, it's called syntax surgery. What you can also do is to write a sentence and on strips of paper, cut it in tiny blocks or pieces of paper 
and use it as a puzzle. It really helps and then it gives the student the overview. And it's like the best, this is the, one of the best ideas I've incorporated actually in my classroom, it really works. Another question that I've come across, and it's my favorite one, Cambridge exams and also IELTS and TOEFL. So there is a misconception that, of course, during IELTS exam, we are given those color overlays, right? That do not work, we know it's not supported by science or your, your time is extended, which, which is a good idea. So how can I prepare a dyslexic student for um, an IELTS exam? So I will not cover everything because it will require like a two hour talk However, the basic thing, and I will just talk about reading and speaking. So as for reading, I'd focus really on, first of all, sub skills and strategizing. So showing them where the answer lies, because then it's very logical. Secondly, if student prepares for IELTS academic, I would go at least into the most popular word roots, uh, prefixes and suffixes, and just go for the meaning. So I wouldn't go deep into structured word inquiry, but just give like a general overview and work on that. I would work on syntax grammar in reading because of the transformations and how the reading part is structured. As for speaking, I would go into lexical chunks and prepare lexical chunks for starters. So just to build the fluency and I would work a little bit on prosody. You can just use even poems really. And yeah, I would love to <laughs> spend more time talking about it, but it's a su such a huge subject. Actually, I'm thinking of running a little webinar on it, but we'll see. And well, I wanted to tell you about something special. So my personal baby and like the fruit of my labor, something I have been working on for a long time. The doors to my course are open, literally. So uh, the doors to the course, Dyslexia in the ESL, EFL classroom are open as of today. They will be open just for a week because I have lots of other things working in the background and I want to focus on my students, my course participants. So if you want to join, read the episode description or you can pop into my LinkedIn and Facebook. We will, there will be 10 meetings over the course of 10 weeks. There will be a Q&A clinic, lots of resources. I will go deep into speech to print, spelling, reading, writing. I even have a session on Cambridge Prep and Dyslexia because I think it's super interesting and teachers should know more and they deserve to know more. It's only $177 and you can pay installments. There was a 40 days money back guarantee. And this is my beta course. So this is the beta online version. So next edition, which will run in May, Will be more expensive this is your time to join so i welcome you i invite you if you want to you can schedule a chat with me so there's also a link in the description until then stay safe and healthy